right, y'all, get ready for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn. Welcome, welcome, welcome to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. This is one of your hosts, Mr. David Coker, proprietor of Dave Mark, Inc., um, man about town, media specialist, marketing specialist, uh, all around good guy, and partner to Mr. Leonard Young, the smarter partner of the two. But anyway, <laughs> what's going on, Leonard? Yep, Dave, Dave I say you tell no lies. Yep, <laughs> greetings, everybody. This is Leonard Young, <laughs> CEO of National Black Guy, DelawareBlack.com, Black media specialist and all-around good guy birthday boy how how's it feeling oh man yeah it was you know i, I made it uh 365 days around the sun and the earth and wherever you want to be uh <laughs> <laughs> you know it's solar system yeah the solar system you know um i made it to another one and Everything, everything's good, man. Wait till, wait till you get to my age, though, man. Wait till you get to my age, you know. Okay, so, so for those, how old are you? I I'm mean, 63. you know, not, okay. So I have uh, uh, sixteen years, I think. Yeah, forty-seven yeah. to sixty-three. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so to be fifteen. Yeah, so when we when we do nine, uh, when you turn sixty-three, <laughs> and we're still doing the news and yeah. trends. Look, right. uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be in the news. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know, you know, Dave. Then we'll be. Uh, your bio will probably be something like former man around town. Yeah, uh, my bio will be used to be owner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we, um, we will officially be used to bees and has yeah. been. There we, there we. That's right. That's right. Uh, look. Uh, it it will be a whole different world at that time, man. You know, when you get to a certain age, though, you start thinking about your mortality, and it's it is really weird um, yes. because you start thinking forward instead of backwards, you know. And <laughs> you, said, <laughs> you know, and and you always think about your mortality, your mortality, because you know, of course, nothing's ever promised, and you always wonder, you know, when your number is up or whatever. And it's just always interesting when you find out that, uh, you know, you make it, you get your birthday, your birthday comes around and you say to yourself, okay, hey, I got another one. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm good. You know, so, yeah, so that's been, that's been, uh, that was a fortunate thing. So I'm so glad and thankful for that. Uh, of course, I'm planning birthday party for this weekend, um, four to nine at the spotlight on Route 40. News and Trend will be sponsoring uh, music by DJ Tim Dog. And um, come on out for anybody that's listening that's in the area. Um, there is a $25 cost, um, but that includes food and a free drink. Um, we will also be doing a 50 50 raffle and um, candy bar. So we're going to try to try to make sure it's worth your while. So. Come on out, have a good time uh, for you um, people that want to be in early at night instead of partying all night. You know, we, like I said, it's from four to nine, so you can come in and 
and be out at a decent time at night, you know, so, you know, um, so that's the plan for this weekend to continue the celebration. So we'll go from there. Okay. Um, and if people, since uh, news and trends is a sponsor, if people say news <laughs> and trends, do they get anything special or, uh, they get to see me at the party, you know? So, oh, okay. uh, right. yeah. Um, you know, we, 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 uh, matter of fact, you know, we, we're, we're, we're going to go together. We're going to be doing something together sometime soon where we're going to have a news and trend party and we're going to, um, have some, we'll do something like that for the, for our listening public and everything. Yeah. So, and, and you know so, we, we we talked about doing a live show, so yeah, yeah, that's maybe right. that's the live so, show and after party. There we go. That that will work out fine, and that'd be the perfect place to do it. By the way, it would be. So we can we can talk about that later. All right. So, um, it's the last day of Black History Month, folks. Flew <laughs> <Yeah>, flew <flute> by. <laughs> The month of February is no joke, man. When they say how fast February goes, it goes real fast, man. So here we are, the very last day of of February. And, um, you know, so, I've, you know, we figured that we would, you know, try to finish up with a bang um, um, as far as uh, Black history. So today's show, we're going to focus on, you know, some Black history stuff. So... We're going to go ahead and get into the show with our first story. Why don't you tell us about our first story? Sure, Dave. So um, our first story that we're going to speak about on the last day of Black History Month is, uh, you know, really just news and trends congratulating Howard University's men's swim team as they made history during the month of Black History Month with their first championship in more than 30 years. So, of course, everybody knows Howard University is a historically black college and university, and they have a swim team there. And there there are not a lot of black swimmers nationally. Only 2% of all competitive swimmers are black. And so, you know, that's what makes this so special. So, of course, um, Howard University this past weekend they participated in the Northeast Conference Championships on Saturday, and uh, the men's swim team won that title. Uh, the men's all-black swim team earned 928 points during five days of competition in Ohio, surpassing the closest second team by 169 points. So, you know, just a big congratulations some of the other schools that were in the conference are Long Island University, St. Francis College in Brooklyn, Wagner College, and for some others. Uh, Howard is the Howard University is the only HBCU that has a swim team, and they've been the only HBCU that had a swim team since 2016. Dave, of course, I always talk about it. I was on the FAMU swim team back in. 1994 this how this this is where we talk about how old we are 1994 <laughs> to <tonight, laughs> to 1999 um at that time there were only three black swim teams Howard University Florida A&M University 
and uh, North Carolina A&T, which only at that time had a women's team. Since then, Florida A&M and uh, North Carolina A&T were unable to keep up their women women's programs. So um, Howard is the lone HBCU swim team. And not only did they just win the, the national championship, but about two or three weeks ago, they were also featured on the cover of Sports Illustrated as a, you know, just for their accomplishments, being an all-Black swim team or majority Black swim team at HBCU. So, you know, I, I personally just want to give them some congratulations. And, um, you know, it's good to see the sport of swimming um, from when I was growing up, maybe being like 0.2% to now being you know, two or three percent, which is, uh, you know, a, a great growth. And these athletes, you know, definitely uh, performed extraordinary. So, uh, you know, kudos to them. Okay. That, well, that's big. Um, yeah. So we got Howard, we got Howard University. You know, <laughs> I know you got to get that in there. Uh, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, doing big things. Um, you know, and and they were on the cover of Sports Illustrated. That's really big. Yeah, uh, for, those, for those who are sports fans, I mean, I grew up with Sports Illustrated, so I know how big that is to to be featured on the cover. You know, uh, it's one thing to have a story written about you, but to be on the right. cover, um, especially people of color, to be on the co- co- um, cover of that magazine, that's really big. So, so way to go, Howard University, and. Um, and especially with the whole thing as far as the swim team, I didn't realize that they were the only ones that had a swim team. Yep. Yep. You would think the that HBCU. Well, you would think like other schools like Florida A M. Not Florida A M. Uh, oh damn, Dave. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but other schools such as like, you know, down in like a, a Clark or um you know, maybe one of the Spellman or something like that, mm-hmm. or you know, I mean, some of the other you know well-known schools. Well, I'm, I wonder if it's well. That's right. They only have so much money allotted for athletics at these schools, and a lot mm-hmm. of the money goes towards the basketball, the football, and track. Football, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But I mean, to to piggyback off what you said, Atlanta has a very and large, relatively speaking, a black swimmer hub. So, I mean, those schools in Atlanta would make perfect sense. Um, I don't know if you saw the movie uh, Pride with, mm-hmm. um, you know, of course, yeah, that was based on Philadelphia. And, right. and Philadelphia still has a very good, predominantly African-American swim team as well. But, yeah, I mean, you are right. A- Atlanta would be a great – when I was at Florida A&M, Half of our swim team was from Atlanta, and then the other half was spread out all over, you know, non-Atlanta. Yeah, because you figure, you know, especially nowadays, if you're black and you're swimming, you're going to go to one of these white schools to try to, you know, get the money and and try to get, you know. uh, I mean, when you, you know, because it's not even when you look on the national level, there's not a lot of us swimming, um, but those who are, are probably exceptional at what they do and they're getting the scholarship monies at these bigger schools. Right. And so that's probably what they're doing. So, but, um, 
but that's 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 big that they were able to do that and hopefully that will howard howard's kind of been on the step in uh you know they've been the 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 school to look at when it comes to athletics anyway because you know they they've gotten a couple major recruits in different sports to come there to that school as opposed to going to one of the big white schools um um you know they had one in basketball they had uh I think there was a female that ended up playing there that was highly recruited too. So, I mean, you know, when you're looking at what they're doing down there, you know, uh, that's great that they were able to get these kids together and be able to do something big like that. So, right. Exactly. My hat's off to them. Okay. All right. Great. Great. All right. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, we'll see some of those people competing on a national level. Um, as far as Olympics and everything as well. Yep. So. And I'm um, real quick, and I'm glad you said it. Just real quick, two of the swimmers on Howard team are qualified for Olympic trials. So there, there we you go. You never know. You never know. There we go. Right there. All right. Um, our next story. Uh, so we had the first black swim team to win a national championship, right? So um, this, not well. I'm sorry, not well, a national championship, but their conference championship. Yes, conference championship. Yeah, conference championship. Yes. Okay. All right. So this next story is about the first black female Secret Service agent. Uh, her name was Zandra Flemister. Um, unfortunately, she just passed away at the age of 71. But I just wanted to bring it up because you know we see a lot. Anytime we see anything about Secret Service agents or whatever, it's always someone <laughs> looks opposite of us. You know what I mean? Right, so, exactly. You know, so, but, you know, I just thought this was interesting, um, you know, and I just wanted to read a little bit about her. Xandra Flemister, America's first black female Secret Service agent, died February 21st of 71. Um, her husband, who was a former CIA employee, John um, Collins, um, confirmed his wife's death and says that she passed away from respiratory failure brought on by Alzheimer's uh, disease. Um, she joined the uh, Secret Service in 74, more than 15 years after Charles L. Giddings. And I've heard of this Charles L. Giddings before, the first black uh, special agent um, who was hired in 1956. She experienced racist and discriminatory acts from the beginning of her employment and frequently being assigned unfavorable duties. So I can imagine oh, yeah, being a yeah. female, you already know that was yep. going to happen, right? They they, they uh, got to run you through. And even being a white female, you know, they got to run you the, through the ringer. So, you know, they, 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 yeah, they, they took her through are. the dirt. Yeah. And, and especially, no, you know, you know, they it's bad enough being a male and doing that and imagining what the male must have went through, but she was probably treated as a second class citizen um, during that particular time because, first of all, they probably didn't believe in her talents. Uh, they didn't believe that's in her authority. And, you know, and I'm sure they gave her all the messed up jobs. <laughs> you know, she probably was cleaning up dogs, a mess after the dogs, you know, right. after the. The those Secret Service dogs probably had were probably respected more than her, you know. So, uh, okay, I got on a tangent. I'm sorry. Um, yes. <laughs> um, 
She said, I remained in the Secret Service because I wanted to be a trailblazer for other African-American women. She wrote in the affidavit supporting a racial discrimination lawsuit against her uh, against filed against the Secret Service in 2000, the Post re- reported. Um, she was a plaintiff on the suit, which focused on the actions taken by the Secret Services, Secret Service in the 90s and the 2000s. So here we are in the 90s and the 2000s, and they're still acting up in discrimin- and having discrimination suits brought against them. More than 100 Black special agents joined in the lawsuit. So that tells you right there, there was a lot of issues going on back then that she had to deal with. Um, uh, um, she was, she, she was um, proud of having to protect Susan Ford, the daughter of President Gerald Ford, without being obtrusive when the teenager went out on dates. <laughs> you imagine that, man? You had to, you know, you had to deal with that, right. but also you had to serve and protect them. She also guarded Amy Carter, the daughter of President Jimmy Carter, who attended public schools in Washington. Um, so, so I wanted to, she had to go to school. I mean, like, I wonder if what? that's like high class babysitting almost. Well, basically, I mean, it is, but you know, of course, with, with those particular kids though, you know, you on a swivel like the whole yeah. time you were with them, right. you know, because all it takes is for somebody to, and especially you now you think about when those kids were young, Amy Carter and, and, and Susan Ford, you imagine now having to do that detail now. I mean, with all the craziness that's going on in the world right mm-hmm. now today, nope. Social media, I, wouldn't yeah, that, all that. I wouldn't even want that job right now, you know, yeah. um, you know, and, and especially I mean, didn't didn't the Obamas didn't they homeschool their girls for a little bit? I don't think so. I mean, because I, I, I read that somewhere. I mean, they they definitely maybe, maybe. could have if they wanted to. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, I, why would you why would you let your children go to a school? You know, if you if you're the president of the United States, why well, you, not? You know, at the same. This? You know, go at ahead. the same time, you don't want to keep them sheltered, like. Can you imagine how mad your kids would be at you if, like, your yeah, president, yeah, they can't go right. to school, they can't leave the house? Yeah, I guess, you, I guess you're right. Uh, you know, she used to wear, um, she used to wear a Afro and they made her give it up because they didn't, they felt that uh, it made her look too ethnic, by the way. You know, oh, so uh, they made her give up the Afro. I'm, to, I'm sure uh, they did. Uh, yeah, no, but then she no, started uh, getting crown, no crown acting effect. Yeah, <laughs> but then she started getting more prestige and higher paying um, security details after she did it. So, you know, she had to give up something to get something. You know, um, um, she although she was uh, she did and was placed on protective duties, she said that she was rotated around to make the agency appear racially di- diverse. According to the post, <laughs> you you know, so she was basically a pawn to make you know to try right. to make sure that people that people um, saw that they were in you know using her in yeah. a, in a very diverse way. So right, um, you know, when you look at when you look at people like this, who were the first, you know, so forth. I have a friend that I grew up with who 
uh, was one of the, it, it, he was a chef under three administrations there. Um, he was um, a, a top chef for the White House. And he's written several books since he retired from there. But he just talks about, you know, he said the stuff that you see, man, the craziness that you see is unreal, you know. And, um, you know, how at some points that they had people that taste the food for for the presidents to make sure that everything's <laughs> okay. I mean, he's told me some stories about that, you know. Um, and then they would do it sometime because he was black. And they wanted to make sure the food tasted right. And that, you know, because it was being served to somebody of another color, you know, so. But we want to say, uh, you know, this this young lady um, was was uh, definitely a, a, a pioneer. And, um, of course, she was the first. That, so being the first always means that you're going to go through some struggles or whatever. Right. But she, she seemed to, you know, once she got past the rough spot, she seemed to enjoy her job. Um, and she, you know, she did her job well. Um, you know, it's, it's a shame, you know, when, when a person dies of Alzheimer's, you know, after living a fascinating, fascinating life, you always have to wonder to yourself, you know, when it got to the end, just how much she remembered about who she was and what she did, because especially being a pioneer, you know, um, um, I know it had to be tough on her um, at the end, but I just wanted to bring this story up because, you know, of course, you know, during Black History Month, we always hear a lot about all the people that seem to get to mention all the time. But these are people like you and I who did something fantastic. But, of course, you know, because of the time that it was, um, still had to go through, you know, uh some pain and suffering to, to get to make it better for the people that came after them, you know, you know, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. Yeah, you know, I, so. I think anytime you're a trendsetter and you are the first, um, even though we may not recognize it, like you really paved the way and you really kind of get that foot in the door that allows us to get in. Right. Right. And especially during that particular time, especially you know, towards the 90s and the 2000s, because that was at the height of the affirmative action stuff that was going on at that time, which meant that a lot of these people who were getting these special jobs and and jobs that normally were being held by whites were only put in there, you know, because of numbers and trying to meet the quotas, you know. So, and that made it even worse for those particular individuals because they were going through it because people said that they would they they were placed there because of affirmative action. You right. know. I mean yeah. which, which is true, but they were also not let in because of racism. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I feel like it balances out. Right, right. So, um um Oh, and the lawsuit that she was a part of, they ended up reaching a settlement in 2017. 24 wow. million. And, and yeah. how, how many years later? Yeah, I know. Damn, 2017? 2017. So, I mean, they drug that thing wow. out. 
Matter of fact, twenty four yeah. million doesn't seem like it's enough after that. Because keep in mind, there was a hundred, there was a hundred people involved in that case. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it started out with her, but then other people joined in. So that's twenty four million split, split, and unfortunately, you know, she started experiencing her dementia in her early fifties. So, even though they might, you know, see you know, was sure um, to get some of that, you know, that, that um, ruling, um, you know, I mean, unfortunately she couldn't enjoy it, you know? So, but 2017 is finally when they, when they came to this, uh, and that was a settlement. So, you know, that could have been, that could have been drug out even further if they hadn't settled. Right. And, and to be honest, there are probably a lot of people who died and passed away while, waiting for that settlement so yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure um and her and her husband only had the one son his name was samuel um collins and he lives in bethesda maryland so he's still in the dc area you know so yeah so but uh well we want to say uh thank you um for your service miss flemister um, as far as the Secret Service is concerned. And thank you for being um, one of those um, first that we need to hear about. Okay. So, all right. So that moves us into our next thing, which uh, I'm going to have Leonard talk about. <laughs> all right. So, so this. It's not Dave's Corner, but it, it, it's still a a, a DC production. <laughs> All right. So what what we came up for everybody listening, we came up with something called the Black History Championships. And what we did, similar to March Madness, um, we paired some of your favorite Black History icons against each other to see who had a greater impact in Black history slash Black culture. So, for instance, um, well, Dave, you know, I, I guess we can just go ahead and get started, right? Well, well, let's say, let's say this. For people who are familiar with March Madness, um, the, you know, best, but this is actually March Madness is, is right upon us now. Um you know, basketball, um, college basketball bracket challenge and everything when they are, the teams are matched up against each other to see who's going to be the champion for the year. And that's what we're doing. Step, we're, we're taking our sweet 16. So this is 16 of our black history, um, icons and we put them in a bracket and we have them matched up against other icons and we're going to see who comes out to be our champion at the end okay so um this kind of you this kind of listen as we go through this so let's look at our first matchup leonard okay so our first matchup is good trouble mr good trouble john lewis versus the I Have a Dream, Martin Luther King. Dave, who do you have? 
bigger impact on black history? Well, John Lewis was a great man and he really fought for those less fortunate and so forth. And of course, you know, especially during the latter years, he was very involved in a lot of things that was happening with our young people getting killed by police and everything. But of course, he's going up against the goat, man, you know, going up against MLK. And, you know, even though he's been dead all these years, we still hear he still hears vo- we still hear his voice in our heads. We still we still read his words everywhere, you know, and everything that he fought for during his day, you know, we can still see um, breadcrumbs from everything that he's done, you know. So I have to take MLK here. What what are you thinking? Um, so I'm going to I'm going to have to agree. Um, you know, I think. John Lewis was definitely a a great activist, a great civil rights leader. Um, You know, he lived a a fairly long life. Of course, we know Martin Luther King was assassinated fairly young in today's, you know, uh, standards. But, you know, I'm I'm about to go with Martin Luther King. You know, he, he, you know, um, he came, he saw, you know, he, he really conquered society at that time he was a, a very dominant force and of course you know the the i have a dream speech dave they say that is one of the top 10 speeches in history not just in america but in the world and you know um that's a speech i think anybody who went to school and you know unless there was a crt happening you know if you hear the beginning of that speech, you already know who it is. You know, you know, it's it's a man, Martin Luther King. So I'm I got to get to Martin Luther King too. Wait, there's been other speeches in the world. I, I never knew that. I only knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only one I never it. remember. Look, you almost knew that. You almost knew that speech word for word. At what you know, if you if, yeah. if you heard it as a kid, you kind of knew it word for word. You know, so or 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 even if you just heard. The, 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 him speaking it, you were like, "Oh, that's MLK right, right there." Right, right. All have right. you ever listened? To, have you ever heard um, Benjamin Crump speak? The one he did at NAACP once. Yeah, did you hear that? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was great. I, I tried yeah. to post it on social media, and they Instagram told me I was in violation oh. of copyright, which is crazy. Oh, they shut like, it down. I, they shut it down. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, but I saw it on other people's pages, and I'm like, okay, well, why, why can't I post it? But yeah. I mean, I, I I thought it was good. Wow. Okay. I, I I didn't think they would do that. They have all that other stuff on there. Or well, maybe uh, you know why they did it. Okay. Anyway. All right. <laughs> you know. But but <laughs> <laughs> we won't even go there. All right. Let's look at our next match matchup. Go ahead. All right, Dave. So for the next matchup, we have Shirley Chisholm versus Booker T. Washington. Yeah. Okay. So, who you got on I think, this? I, I think I, I, I think we, I, I think I'm going to surprise you here. I'm going with Shirley Chisholm. Okay. Okay. And even though Booker T. Washington was, um, for people that don't know about Booker T. Washington, the man was a beast. He was, uh, he was considered one of the top black elites. You know, um, you know, he was smart. He, he just. 
he just had everything going for him. But Shirley Chisholm, she she changed the game. She you know she made a, a run for president. You know that um, that really really was a courageous run, and it was during a time that a lot of people were not feeling the chance of having a black president or whatever. But she was unapologetic. She was smart. She she definitely fought for us. And I got to go with Shirley on this. I got to go with Shirley. Okay. And it may surprise you too, but I'm going with Shirley too. Oh, okay. And, you know, right. Yeah, one of the things I, I, I always think about is, you know, and it may be a little, a little bit biased because in history, they're going to teach us more about Booker T. Washington. But, you know, Shirley Chisholm was, was a champion in her own right. And when I think about her being the first Black female nominated to run for president, as well as um, the impact she had in her, you know, in her New York area, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Shirley, too. Okay. All right. Oh, so okay. That's two for two. We agree on. We don't yeah. always agree, folks. So this is interesting. Okay, let's see how this yeah. continues. Okay. All right. All right. So, matchup. Yeah. For the next one, we have George Carver versus Madam C.J. Walker. So we got two. We got two people here that were, you know, considered to be inventors, sort of of things that kind of. We, we've done used in everyday life. I'm going to put it that way. We use in everyday life. You know, George Washington Carver was the king of the peanut, you know, and he did so many different things with peanuts and very smart man. Um, then we have Madam CJ Walker. Look, if we had a bunch of females voting right now, we know who they pick right now, right? <laughs> you know, with Madam CJ yeah, Walker. Maybe. Uh, yeah, well, we probably have some guys that'd be picking her too. James Brown would pick her. Um, so, um, you know, so Madison C.J. Walker, you know, was the the person responsible for, you know, like she was the queen of cos- uh, cosmetology, really, if you think about it. Um, and, you know, she created a lot of hair products and so forth. So he, both of these people had a very big impact on a lot of things that we do today, um, matter of fact, and use today. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with George Washington Carver on this one. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Okay. So I'm glad to agree with that. I saw this video oh, you about George. Oh, oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, you, oh yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, now, now, granted, I kind of want to go with Madam C.J. Walker because she was the first black millionaire right but you know when i think about george washington carver you know all his inventions he had over 300 inventions you know most of them were stolen or whitewashed so you know they're not even claimed by him but you know just they i just want to read a list of some of the stuff that he um formulated invented um unfortunately it said he didn't patent anything and maybe he wasn't able to, or maybe we're just doing more research, come back. 
next year for they black history didn't allow, why. they probably didn't yeah, allow it exactly so, yeah so, so salted peanuts peanut butter butter from peanut milk pancake flour peanut flour peanut surprise malted peanuts bisque powder peanut meal peanut meat substitutes chocolate coated peanuts now you don't date that probably you know, it don't take a rocket scientist to do chocolate covered peanuts. But wasn't nobody doing it at the time. And, <laughs> nope. and he thought to put some chocolate on some peanuts. Yeah, he put, he said, on. let's put some yeah. chocolate on these peanuts, man. And and Dave, you know who probably stole chocolate covered peanuts? Hershey. Yeah. Or is, is M&M's Hershey? Um, yes, that's part of the Hershey company. Okay. Yes. He did chili sauce, peanut brittle, dry coffee, cream candy, instant coffee, peanut hearts, chopped suey sauce, mock oysters, man- mayonnaise. So, Dave, when you talk about black people don't like mayonnaise, just say uh, Carver. Yeah. Yeah, so, long story short, I'm, I'm glad to go with Carver. You know, I think all those inventions... Um, and, and they, I know, you know, I know, I know it's a running joke about black people, you know, white people doing mayonnaise. I love mayonnaise. Okay. I'm so, a, I'm a miracle. With, I'm a miracle. Are with you? Guy. Yeah. All right. I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, some, yeah. somebody at Dave's car, Dave job, please take his black card. <laughs> uh, I've always been a miracle with guys. So, all right. All right. So, all right, so oh, Dave, man, I'm then, getting scared. I'm getting scared, man. We are grand. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. All right, so the next person we have is Bestie Coleman versus Rosa Parks. And for those of you who are not familiar with Bessie Coleman, she was the first black female um, aviator. Um, and, you know, she doesn't get the credit she deserves, but, um, you know, she she did her thing and she was you know, if you don't, if you don't know a lot about her, Google her. She was definitely relevant. And, um, you know, remember we're, we're not known for being flyers, you know, well, at least in the history books for being flyers. Of course, um, when you do some real dig, uh, digging though, you'll, you'll learn that we didn't have any problems with flying. i.e., the Tuskegee and Tuskegee airmen and so forth, you know, so, um, but Bessie Coleman was definitely one of those people, and she definitely took her craft seriously. And she's going up against Rosa Parks. You know, you can't talk, you can't have Black History Month without hearing Rosa Parks' name. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, and you know, uh, she took a big stand at a at a young age, and and sat down on, you know, started a boycott. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, you know, people have always tried to minimize what she did, you know, but barbershop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. She ain't ain't do nothing but sit down. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Uh, but you know, she, she gets a lot of credit now. Um, as far as. The matchup here, uh, as being the mother of a movement, which she became known as the mother of a movement, I guess we have to go with Rosa Parks here, um, only because of what happened because of her stand. 
Um, Bessie Coleman definitely was great and definitely um, made a bold move herself by uh, flying, learning how to fly and, 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 and flying the way she did. But Rosa Parks, definitely her, her name is in the history books for, for, for uh, starting a movement, you know? So I, I have to go with Rosa on this. Okay. So uh, I have to echo. Yeah. I I, got to echo your statement. Um, Bessie Coleman, I think we all appreciate that. You know, no discrediting her, you know, service and her dedication. But, you know, Rosa Parks was was the mother of the movement. And we think about, you know, civil rights. You know, Rosa Parks is one, one of the first voices out of every, I mean, one of the first names out of everybody's mouth. Now, of course, Dave, you and I and all our faithful listeners know, you know, who was really one of the first people to, you know, start the bus boycott. But, of course, Rosa Parks got credit. Yeah, so she got I'm going to go. She got credit because of what, Leonard? Because she was just, she 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 fit the part better. Yeah. Okay. That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what were you going to say? Because she light skinned, she fit yeah. the part better. She, and she the, wasn't a. Uh, uh, she didn't uh, wed mother. Yeah, there you go. And then there was a lot. There was a lot going on. But but then the other person wouldn't be able to handle it the way she did because she had the demeanor to yeah. be able to handle it as well. So right. Yeah. Yep. So that was important. Yeah. So all right. Okay. So, so we have all our first round winners: Martin Luther yeah. King, Shirley Chisholm, George Washington Carver, and. As we just Park. spoke about her, Rosa Parks. So let's do this. So since we're on this side of the bracket, let's complete this side of the bracket. So let's. So we'll go back to the our elite eight here, uh, part of our elite eight. Well, hold and, on. So I'm gonna say the other side. Let let let's go to. Oh, the you other want to side. do that? You want to do it? Yeah. Okay. You get to the yeah. other side. Okay. All right. And, All right. and Dave, since since you went first for. The left side of the bracket. I'm going to go first for the right side. Okay, of the go ahead. All right, let's go. All right, so so just, just so everyone know, I, I'm not a, a yes man agreeing with everything you say. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, so for the right side of the bracket, the first uh, matchup we have is Harriet Tubman versus Kamala Harris. And I almost okay. had a joke about this, but it may not be appropriate on the last <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> so, uh, first, well, you said Harriet Tubman. You, t- you yeah, said so, me, right? Okay. No, no, no. So, for for this right side of the bracket, I'm going to go first on all these. Oh, okay. And then go, you ahead. Can, go ahead. Yep. And, right. and then you, you can have the final um, confirmation or decision. Okay. All right, so the first one is uh, Harry Tubman versus Kamala Harris. And, you know, all credit to our, you know, the first black slash Indian VP. I want to give it to Harriet, Harriet Tubman. You know, I think, you know, just like we talked about Rosa Parks, when we think of black history, you know, Harriet Tubman, we know she freed the slaves. We know she traveled with the shotgun. She was no joke. And I always think about the quote where she says, you know, I could have freed so many more, so many more slaves if they knew that they were slaves. Mm 
you know, mm-hmm. so, um, and, you know, we know about the Underground Railroad. We know she made multiple trips. She risked her life. And, you know, I think Kamala Harris, I mean, you know, today's, today's time, you know, nobody's risking their lives actively for people like they were back in the day. So my choice is Harriet Tubman. Okay. Well, Harriet Tubman definitely is my choice as well, because, of course, you can't, another person that you can't talk about Black history without mentioning her name, uh, because she's definitely Black history. And all the risks that she took to free the slaves and everything, and, you know, traveling underground and all, all that she did with the fear of being shot and caught, um, she was truly, truly a, a pioneer and, and definitely um, someone that we have to look up to. Kamala Harris being the first black woman to ever hold the office of uh, vice president um, definitely um, deserves her um, kudos as well. But um, in this matchup, I agree. I have to go with Harriet at this time. Okay. okay. All right. So for our next matchup, we have. Uh, so this is sports related. We have Jackie Robinson versus Muhammad Ali. And Dave, <laughs> I am a Muhammad Ali fan. I watch all his documentaries. Um, for, as, if, he sits anybody in, wants, as he sits in yeah, front of a Muhammad exactly. Ali uh, photo right now, folks. Uh, uh, he's got a picture on his wall of Muhammad Ali. So. Yep. And, and Dave, we, we also have a picture next to our TV of Muhammad Ali, too. So, yeah, I know. Um, I've, seen I'm, 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 I've seen it. Yeah, I'm 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 a big Muhammad Ali fan. Um, now, don't quiz me on nothing because I ain't gonna remember. But you know, as far as watching him and the documentaries and even his interaction with you know Nation of Islam and you know all that, big Muhammad Ali fan. But but I was, I'm waiting, on say, I was waiting on it. I was waiting on it. Yeah, I was yeah. You know, it. I'm I'm glad to say Jackie Robinson was a trendsetter. And, you know, when we talk about people who are um, standing on the shoulders of giants, even though Muhammad Ali was a giant, he was standing on the shoulders of Jackie Robinson because there was a time when, you know, white people weren't allowed to fight black people, especially to beat them up like Muhammad Ali was beating them up. But I'm glad to go with with Jackie Robinson. Um, You know, even when we're talking about Babe Ruth being black, (laughs) couple of weeks ago, but you know, Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier, um, just the type of torment, criticism, death threats, you know, all that, you know, that he was put under and he still performed at a, you know, an exceptional level. It's just something to be commended. And, you know, I just feel like he kind of, um, you know, led the way for people like Muhammad Ali to come Okay, all right, and uh, and and actually, I was I was I saw what you were saying because I know how, how big of a Muhammad Ali fan you are, and I'm a Ali fan too. But uh, to go through everything that Jackie went through when they when they called him up to the major leagues, and how you know there were other people. You and I talked about it recently. I, we talked about Satchel Page, who everybody thought was going to be the right. first black called up, but they called up. Jackie Robinson because Jackie Robinson was the guy they thought could handle everything that was coming along right. with it, which he did. He handled it very well. Um, and, you know, even a guy like Muhammad Ali couldn't handle that type 
of stuff that that Jackie Robinson went through at that particular time, you know, because Muhammad Ali didn't wasn't built that way to handle that type of stuff. So, but definitely, I agree with you here. Jackie Robinson was the man, um, you know. And uh, matter of fact, there was a documentary on TV about him last night. I, I watched, so you know, uh, I even Jackie learned Robinson. more about it. Yeah, it was on. Um, yep, it was on last night. Um, and it was very good. Matter of fact, so I even learned more about him watching that last night. So, so um, yeah, definitely have to go with Jackie here. Okay. Okay. All right, Jay. So for our next matchup, we have Frederick Douglass. Frederick, Frederick Douglass. <laughs> you know, they, so, that's so only you gotta say it, you gotta say it the black way, man. Frederick. That's yeah, how we Frederick. Did it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, yep. Don't don't take my black card. Okay. Don't. Yeah, that's right. Frederick Douglass versus Malcolm X. Ooh. And that's yeah, a good one there. This, that's a good yeah, one there. That's a tough one. I'm, yeah. Dave, who who put these together? This, this is a tough one right here. I I put all these together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Look, look at together. Dave. Look at Dave giving. Yeah. Dave yeah. said that that's a good one. Knowing he put them together. Yeah, I uh, know that's a good one. <laughs> I thought I thought uh, it yeah. kind of fell in my lap, and I was like, "Oh, that's a good one right there." <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. All right. So come on, come on. So come I'm. On, yep. Yeah. So I'm Dave. I'm just gonna say this. You you know I'm a big. Uh, Minister Farrakhan fan, yeah, uh-huh. and 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 don't don't ask me why, but Malcolm X, you know the words that kind of came out of his mouth, his intellect, his articulation, um, you know his dedication to black culture, um, and taking nothing away from Frederick Douglass, right. but uh, I'm I'm on Malcolm X, okay. Uh, By any means necessary. By any means necessary. You know, um, Frederick Douglass, there's no black history without his name being a part of it. I mean, he's, he definitely, definitely did a lot for us. Um, he meant a lot to us. Um, in any other matchup, Frederick easily wins. But Malcolm kind of set the tone for, you know, we had Malcolm and, and Martin, you know, and both of them were doing, two, <laughs> they were teaching two different ways, you know, and, and yeah. so forth. And, at and, at the and same damn at time. At the same time, at the same time. And, you know, you know, Malcolm threw some shots at Martin, you know, every now and then, you know, he threw some shots at him. But then they got on the same page, you know, right. and, and, and they were able to figure it out. Uh, Malcolm. You know, our great leaders always the the ones back then always seem to get shot down for some reason. You know, but uh, definitely Malcolm, I got to take him too. So um, we're going to go with Malcolm on this one because of what he stood for, and he's still teaching us today. You know, so okay. all right, all right. They, you know, this, this is weird. Like I, I might well have done it by myself, but we all got the same answers. Yeah, we. Yeah, but I have a feeling that's going to change shortly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So for, for our next matchup, we have we're, we're going to speed things up a little bit. We have Thurgood Marshall versus the forty fourth president. Uh, hold on, is he forty four? Yeah, forty fourth. Oh, wait, don't. Th- no, hold on. Oh, you better know what that oh. number is, man. 
Yes, he's 44. not forty-five. He's not forty-five. Yeah, you know okay. who number not, forty-five, not 45. is. Okay, all right, all the forty-fourth right. president and the first black president of the United States of America, and I, I think you already know who my my choice is because I done elaborated them, but you know Thurgood Marshall versus Barack Obama, and yeah. you know when I talk about standing on the, the shoulders of giants. Barack Obama was standing on the shoulders of Thurgood Marshall. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Barack Obama, to me, and probably because we got to experience it in our lifetime, was one of the proudest moments of being an African-American, specifically an African-American male, that I've ever experienced. And I, I teared up during his you know once the results were announced and you know all that so i would like to say my Thurgood marshall versus barack obama matchup for myself goes to barack obama um i have to agree with you there um i'm a big Thurgood marshall fan and he was he was an awesome awesome lawyer awesome judge um barack came in i don't know he just kind of appeared and i don't know where yeah but they picked the right one he came in and did his thing and when he won that election his first um the first go around people cried you know um people were in disbelief and you thought about your grandparents you thought about your parents whoever who never thought that they would ever who said there would never be a black president and here we got one so and he did it with class, and even though he didn't, he didn't do the "I Have a Dream" speech. Every speech that he did, we were we were glued to the TV, though, weren't we? You know, because that man, yeah, that were. man, he held your attention. So yeah, you gotta go with. He, he definitely had charisma. Yeah, he had charisma, and he nobody knew how to talk and use a teleprompter like him. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Because you never knew he was looking at it. You know, he, yeah. he was real subtle about the whole thing. He was smooth. He was. He was smooth. Yeah, he was very, smooth. very smooth. Very smooth. Yeah, so. All right, guys. So when, here we are. We got our Elite Eight. So now we're going to go back to the left side of the bracket and and go through our, our four on that side and see who's going to make it to the final four. Okay? So are you here ready, we go. Babe? You ready? So now, All right, so keep in mind. Wait, keep in mind too, folks. Every, me and Leonard have agreed on everything up to this point. Let's see what happens yeah. from this point on. Okay. okay. All right, well, go ahead. Well, well, Davey, you know I got the right answers, and you got the other ones. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. So for our first elite eight, we have Martin Luther King versus Shirley Chisholm, and I, okay. I'll let you answer the first two first. The first two, the first two first. Okay. So, all right. Um, as much as I would love to see Miss uh, Chisholm take this uh, challenge here, I got to go with Martin Luther King on this one um, only because he's, he's MLK, man. I mean, you know, he never ran for president or anything, but he definitely – he he might as well have been president. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, so but um I'm gonna go with MLK on this matchup. Okay. What about so you? So I'm I'm glad to echo. You know, they they were both power figures, but 
as far as being a big, bigger impact of Black history, you know I mean, needs to say, you know, here the holiday after. Um, I'm, going, I'm going with Martin Luther King as well. Okay. All right. All right. So we agree on that. Okay. Next one. So the next one we have George Washington Carver versus Rosa Parks. Okay. Well, I'm going. I'm going with GW on this one, man. You know, because of all the stuff that he invented, even though he didn't get credit for it, uh, we're still using. I mean, all that stuff is prevalent, right, to, to this day. You know, so um, I got to go with George Washington Carver, Carver here, even though Rosa Parks, you know, led a movement at that particular time, um, and you know, and she's meant a lot to um, Black history. George Washington Carver inventing all the things that he did definitely has um, set um, precedence for everything that we do in our lives today. So, unless you got a peanut, unless you got a peanut uh, allergy. <laughs> allergy. <laughs> all right, so so I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go with Rosa Parks. Oh, okay. And go. I'm going okay. with Rosa Parks because when I think of now, I, I, I agree. George Washington Carver he invented a lot of great things. But when I think about a bigger impact to Black history, you know, I just feel like Rosa, you know, um, her as Cedric Entertainer, I won't repeat him, but, uh, (laughs) you know, because of her, you know, started the Black, um, the bus, the Montgomery bus boycott, where, you know, the, you know, the, the bus service lost a lot of money. And, you know, I think I feel like that was the first time people recognize black spending power, power of the black dollar. And, you know, okay. I just feel like, you know, granted, and and for George Washington Carver, the and I mean, you know, I feel like the inventions were great. But they didn't change black. I mean, they gave recognition to black history. I feel like Rosa Parks kind of changed black history. So. Okay. All right. How do we uh, dice this one down, Dave? Well, well, we'll get back to it because okay. So we, you got, you got Rosa. I got, mm-hmm. I got George. We'll get back okay. to it. Okay. All right. So we got MLK definitely versus yep. one of those two people. All right. We we'll, we'll get back to it. Let's get to the other side. Okay. All right. So after that, we have Harriet Tubman versus Jackie Robinson, and I'll go first for this side. Um, so, I mean, of course, I already spoke about Harriet. I already spoke about Jackie. I'm going to go with Harriet Tubman. And even though Jackie Robinson received multiple death threats, Harriet Tubman literally risked her life every time, you know, she, uh, you know, went to free a slave or went back to gather more slaves. So, you know, as far as a greater impact of Black history, I'm going to say Harriet Tubman. All right. All right. Uh, Actually, I'm going to agree with you there. Um, I think it's close. Um, But Jackie, he did a lot for Blacks back then, and and, and especially opening the door to um, the Black athlete coming into baseball because baseball was a very prejudiced sport at that time. Um, but everything that Harriet did and risking her life day after day after day, 
um you you know there's no disputing how how awesome of a person she was and especially you know caring um for all the people that she led to freedom so i'm going to go with harriet too in this case so i think we're good on that okay next we have malcolm x versus barack obama i think this is the toughest one yet right here right here man not really you don't think so uh-huh. isn't it okay all right all right i, I, so I mean this is this, you know i mean this is a power matchup it's a power but matchup it's it, it would be a final with, in most cases it would be a final yeah in most it, cases. It, it could be it could yeah be. yeah i'm gonna go with malcolm x and I say Malcolm X because, well, I mean, of course, we already know he risked his life and, you know, um, lost his life. But Malcolm X was fighting for Black culture. You know, he was fighting specifically for Black people. And, and I think Barack Obama was a great role model. And he was fighting for all people, and he was a great representation of um, black people. You know, quote unquote, "Mama, I made it." Not, not, not in a negative type of way, but you know, I think he's a great role model. I'm glad my grandparents got to see, you know, the first black president. But as far as someone specifically for black culture, I'm going to go with Malcolm X. That's my final answer. Okay, I think I think I'm gonna have to go against you on this one, man. I okay. think I'm gonna right. go with Barack. That's okay. Uh, okay. Now, don't this had nothing to do with my personal feelings about Malcolm because I think Malcolm was an awesome brother, and I just think that Malcolm, you know, he he Malcolm was like he had a couple different lives um, coming up. You know, you know he had he had a street thing, and then he became you know, minister in the in in, in the Muslim um um nation of Islam. And but he was so militant in the very beginning, you know, and you know, uh he did some things and said some things that really ostracized some people and and you know, didn't make us, you know, make us always didn't always put us in a good light as far as black folks were concerned, because we just looked like we were angry black people, you know, at one point. But then Malcolm got himself together. And even though his words were always perfect, he got himself together. Um, I thought this was a tough matchup, but I'm going to go with Barack because Barack just came in and just gave so much hope. He handled himself so well. You know, people still didn't, people didn't believe in him. They tried to find all the dirt they could on him. Yeah, you know, even to this day, they're still trying to find dirt, you know, so um, and he, he, you know, he got through the two terms and he did it well, you know, so um, I'm going to go with Barack on this. Um, So um, the bottom half of the bracket on this side, too, we're not agreeing on. So, okay, All right. So. All right. So, well, folks, so we got our final four here. All right. Well, so kind of. Well, we do have a final four. We just disagree on it. So this is how this is how this is going to break down. So we definitely got Martin Luther King Harriet uh, and Harriet Tubman are the two definites. Okay, against you know the bottom of the King bracket, we have uh, 
George Washington Carver for me. You have Rosa Park. So let's look at this side of the bracket first. Um, I'm going with King anyway. It doesn't matter to me. I'm going with King. (laughs) So, um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I I, I agree. I agree. Okay. So, so, you know, (laughs) uh, (laughs) don't don't let it be a a Martin Luther King Malcolm X matchup. Uh, well, I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. All right. Okay. So on the other side of the bracket, we got Harriet against either Malcolm or Barack. Uh, since, since you said, since you said what you just said, you know, I guess you already put Malcolm in the final. I am. Okay. All right. Uh. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna I'm you know what? I'ma be nice about this. No, I'm not. No, no, okay. okay. No, no, no. We'll put Malcolm we'll put Malcolm in the final. We'll put Malcolm in the final. Okay. All right. I was gonna give you some debate, but I'm not. I'm gonna go ahead and put Malcolm in the final. So folks, here we have our final two people. We got MLK versus Malcolm X. Wow. Okay. So, Leonard, tell me why. Well, tell me who you think will win and 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 why. So, I believe Martin Luther King will win. Because he speaks to more of the people. I think more of the people um, want to work their way to equality rather than being militant about it. And I feel that Martin Luther King, because of his preaching background, associated, I mean, you know, that. This, this is what I think most people. But long story short, I think Martin Luther King, I think he appealed to more people, more people, you know, um, I think that any means, by any means necessary, appeals to a select few. Now, they, now, now in 2023, there's probably a lot more of the any means necessary. But, you know, back then, you know, I think what he did, and I always think about it like, um, What's the quote where it says you you can catch more bees with honey than you can with S-H-I-T? Right. And I think Martin was the honey where it's kind of like, you know, we can go about getting what we need to get and we don't have to be a certain way. And then, of course, you know, Malcolm X was, you know, however we need to get it is how we need to get it. So long story short, I'm going to go with Martin Luther King. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I have to agree with you in this particular matchup that uh, I think Martin Luther King would definitely come out on top um, because of everything that he did for everyone. And he didn't look at he, you know, Martin Luther King had a lot of whites that were involved in his in his um, um, leader, you know, when he was leading um, um, his um, crusade against um, racism and everything. And, you know, he he just appealed to everybody. Malcolm, 
Malcolm, <laughs> tell you in a minute, I don't need your help. You know, he called him the white devil. Right. He called him everything, you know. So, um, but, you know, later on, he kind of, you know, he, he changed his mind because when he went over to Mecca, you know, he it was a white Muslim that he became very close to over there in Mecca. Right. So, um, so it's, it's one of these things that, you know, we got two great men, but I would say, uh, and I'm just going to go back. It would be, I, would you still say Martin if it was if Barack and him going against each other? I would. Cause you, you know, I, I feel like right now we're too early to establish Barack's legacy. I mean, he was a trendsetter, but, you know, I feel like once history kind of like move, moves away from the current time, we may be able to recognize, you know, it's hard to recognize his accomplishments now because every time someone say, oh, Barack did this, you know, half of America is saying, oh, he ain't do this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know so much hate still in the world, man, I tell you. But um, I just thought that it was interesting and just tells you how how Martin Luther King, even, you know, after all these years, still, you know, still has a, a, a resounding effect over everyone. Um, you know, um, it doesn't matter how old you are. We all know who he is and we all know what he did for us. So right. um, I thought this would be a great um, opportunity to, you know, bring some of our heroes um, forward and just to put them in a, since we got March Badness coming up, I thought this was pretty cool. And, um, you know, I hope everybody that's listening enjoyed um, hearing the matchup. Let us know what your thoughts are. If you had a different way, outcome, if you thought that uh, we kind of should have gave some more presidents to some some of the people that didn't make it to the finals, you know. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. But thank you for taking the time to listen to that. And we're just going to do one more thing, and then we're going to get out of get out of your way. Um, we're going to do Dave's corner real quick. And so Dave's corner's question for today. If you could only listen to three music artists for the rest of your life, say that, you know, there's no other, you know, for some reason, these are only three people. You get to choose who they are, but these are only three uh, musicians that you're going to listen to, music artists that you're going to listen to for the rest of your life. Which three would it be? My answer? Yep. So I'm going to say Jay-Z, Luther Vandross, and Beyonce. Those okay. are my final words. Okay. Uh, well, you get two for one with Beyonce and Jay-Z, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But, yeah, because when I thought about it, I'm like, damn. like, But, you know, um, maybe not as much Luther. But Jay Z, you know, hella album. Like, how many you got? Eleven album. Yeah, yeah. Beyonce, yeah. hella albums, great music. Mm-hmm. And then well, you can't, like, you can't uh, wait. Hold on, you can't short change Luther in that group. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm not yeah. short changing Luther. Okay. But Luther has some of my favorite songs. Like when they come Luther on the radio. Hit. He got hit, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Big Luther, Little Luther. Yeah. It, I mean, <laughs> when when it comes on the radio. You know, I always turn up the Luther songs and, you know, some of them hit some of them hit me harder than others. But, yeah, so those those would be my three. What, what about you, Dave? OK. Um, 
My three would be Tina Marie. Oh, wow. I love oh, Tina okay. Marie. Yeah, Tina Marie's mm-hmm. my girl, man. I, I love Tina Marie. Um, Fire and that, Desire. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, Tina. And plus, he was a fellow Pisces, too. So that was another thing. Oh, so, yeah. uh, uh, I got to say Luther. I mean, I can't, you can't go wrong with having Luther out there. Definitely. Right. Uh, and I guess I, if I had to take, you know, if I had to go to the the hip hop community, I guess it would be Jay Jay Z. I had to go. Oh, did you say Yay? It sounded like no, you said Yay at first. No, I said Jay. I said Jay. Okay. Yay! Look, Yay in his early stuff. You know the stuff the the stuff he makes now. I, I don't I don't like any of that stuff, man. So yeah, uh, yeah. But his earlier stuff, all fall down and all that kind of stuff, man. I love mm-hmm. all that. You know, so, yeah. Uh, especially the video. Um, so, um, um, but yeah, I, I, those are my three right there. I think those. I think I can get through it, no matter what's going on in my life. I think I can get through it with those three musicians. Uh, and, gotcha. uh, yes, um, especially, especially just, my uh, What? 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 No, uh, yeah, I, I understand it. <laughs> he said, "I understand it." Okay. All right, folks, if you have, you can let us know what you think about Dave's Corner's question and what you feel your um, answers would be. Um, just let us know like you normally do. We always like seeing your, your answers and what you're thinking. And let us know about the bracket challenge as well. Um, we want to uh, say, you know, this has been a great um, Black History Month, and we hope that we were able to entertain you with some of the stuff we've done for Black History Month thus far. We're probably going to still do a little bit on Friday just just to piss the people off <laughs> because it, <laughs> we were going yeah, to get today, You know, we, we have to extend that shortest month a little bit. Yeah, there there we go. Because technically Friday would be, what, the 31st or something like that? So, yeah, something like uh, that. Yeah, so. But anyway, but um, we're going to um, say thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate you guys. And um We'll talk to you on Friday on the Weekend Roundup, okay? Have a good evening. Tune in next week, ladies and gentlemen, for another edition of News and Trends with your hosts, Dave and Lynn.